Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. everybody welcome to another episode of tmg that's tell me something good i'm your host travis patton senior guys before we get started i want to give a shout out to my lovely wife nicole i also want to take the time to thank everyone that is listening all around the world uh places like canada germany france of uh, the philippines and now new zealand so thank you to everyone, and of course, right here in the United States, I want to thank everybody who's listening and to all the faithful listeners who tune in each week, waiting for those new episodes to come out. Thank you so much. And listen, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Thank you so much, guys. You are the reason these episodes are created. So you are a very important part of the show. Thank you for tuning in, everybody no matter where you may be. Uh, guys, got to say this. Happy Juneteenth to everybody. So I wanted to jump on today and kind of share some information. So happy Juneteenth. I hope today you have a chance to spend some time with the family and your loved ones. I wanted to share with everyone who may not be aware of why Juneteenth is important and why it is recognized. Uh, hopefully, I can enlighten some and add to others, guys. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Guys, Wednesday, this past Wednesday uh, in Hawaii, Honolulu, Hawaii, this past Wednesday, I think it was the 17th, Hawaii on Wednesday became the 49th state to officially recognize Juneteenth. Uh, when the governor there signed legislation designated June the 19th as a day of commemorating the end of slavery here in the United States. That's pretty big. There are 50 states in America, and Hawaii on Wednesday became the 49th state to officially recognize Juneteenth as a holiday. Uh, the governor there signed legislation, legislation Designated June the 19th today uh, as a day commemorating the end of slavery 
here in the United States. So hopefully, guys, that's some really, really good news. I also was listening uh, to news and saw some news that I think Maryland has a huge celebration going on today. The state of Maryland has a huge celebration, Juneteenth celebration going on. So if you're listening in Maryland, guys, congratulations. Uh, if you're not listening in Maryland or if you are, uh, so I know you guys have something really big planned today. Uh, Juneteenth, guys, so what is it? Uh, let's kind of talk about it a little bit. We won't dive so deep into it. But exactly what is Juneteenth? Uh, Juneteenth is a day that commemorates the end of slavery in America by the passing of the 13th Amendment, uh, which passed in the House of Representatives on January the 31st of 1865. Now, although the Emancipation Proclamation was signed by President uh, Abraham Lincoln in 1863, uh, it wasn't yet a law. Actually, what happened was in 1863, uh, President Abraham Lincoln signed an executive order uh, called the Emancipation Proclamation. And with this executive order, it freed slaves in all the territories. Now, let's kind of put things in perspective. Let's figure out what was going on. So here is 1863. The United States was in the middle of a civil war. Yeah, it, it literally, it had divided into two countries almost. Uh, there were the northern states uh, that decided to stick with um, uh, the, the, the Union, and they were called the Union states. And then there were the southern states that decided that because their differences were so tough and so difficult to work through that they would succeed from the Union. They broke away from the Union, and they called themselves the Confederacy. They even had their own government. They had their own president. They even had their own money. Yeah, they printed their own money. So they broke away or separated from the United States of America and they divided themselves. So you had the Union, which represents the northern states, and you had the Confederacy, which represented the southern states. And there were so many different things, so many different items on the table for the uh, Civil War. And of course, one of those items that were brought to the forefront was slavery. So President Abraham Lincoln in 1863 signed an executive order called the Emancipation Proclamation. Now, when he signed this, it was not yet a law, but because he was the president, when he signed it, that's what was, you know, that was how it was going to be, because an executive order was signed. And because the states were different, they separated, because you had the Union side and you had the Confederate side, uh, a lot of information just didn't travel fast. Uh, there was no way to get on social media and, you know, and post it. But for whatever reason, when the Emancipation Proclamation or that executive order was signed by President Abraham Lincoln in 1863, there were still some Confederate-held territories that had not gotten this information. Yeah, and like I said, remember, it's 1863, so... You don't have the advent of the internet, of the things and the tools we have now. So 1863, 
it signed an executive order. It goes and it says, and when he signed it, that was it. Slavery had ended. It was abolished. But there were still some Confederate-held territories like Texas that had not received the news. Therefore, all the slaves that were there had no idea that they had been freed two years prior to. They had been living their lives as slaves for two additional years than they needed to because the information, the news, had not gotten to them. Now that's a real tough spot to be in, a real tough spot. Uh, I want you to look at it this way. Imagine this. Imagine you being in jail, and imagine you being locked up. Imagine you being in jail, and all of a sudden, the judge throws out all the charges against you. Imagine the judge say, okay, hey, you know what? Regardless of whatever it was you did, I throw away the charges. You are now free to go. Imagine that. Okay? So imagine the judge freeing you, and but the ones who are responsible for coming and unlocking your cell, they don't come and unlock your jail cell until two years later. So imagine being in jail. Imagine the judge signs the paperwork. All the required signatures are there, and the person that's responsible for freeing you, for letting you go, letting you out, doesn't make it there until two years later. So you spend two additional years serving or living your life as a prisoner when you are free. How would you feel? How would you feel? Now, I said that to say this, guys. I, I said that to say this. Remembering what happened can stir up a gambit of thoughts and emotions. Okay, so that can really just make a lot of emotions and a lot of things kind of come to your mind. I didn't say that to make anyone angry, but I said that to kind of let you know, to acknowledge the fact that remembering what happened can stir up a gambit of thoughts and emotions. And listen, and facing down our own truth can be hard. You know how it is when you look really good. Let's say you put on some nice clothes or you, or you just buy some brand new clothes. And you look and you think you look really good and you go stand in the mirror and there's a smudge mark on your shoes or there's some dirt on your shirt or on your pants. So facing down our own truth can be hard. Seeing Sometimes seeing ourselves in the mirror of life can be difficult for some of us. It's hard to face the truth about ourselves sometimes. The only way we are able to see it through different eyes is to embrace the truth and be willing to learn from the mistakes of the past. Uh, guys, there is a very well-known, uh, a noted African-American novelist. His name is James Baldwin, James Baldwin, a very well-known uh, African-American novelist, uh, he made a statement that I think 
that is pretty relevant to what we're talking about, about the necessity of change and facing the truth about things. James Baldwin made this statement. He said, not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. Uh, I'll say that again. Not everything that is faced can be changed, but not everything can be changed until it is faced. Think about it this way, guys. That is pretty, pretty profound. Uh, think of it like this. Let's say there's a change you want to make in your life. Maybe you want to lose weight, or maybe you want to uh, stop smoking, or whatever the habit may be, whatever it may be. And, it, and according to the statement, it says not everything that is faced will be changed, but nothing is changed until it's faced. No matter how much we want to lose weight, if we're trying to lose weight, if we're trying to go on a diet, or how much we want to lose or want to stop smoking, until we actually face it, no change will occur. And that could be true about a lot of things. You know, I, if I smoke and if I wanted to stop smoking, it will never occur. That change will never occur until I actually face what I need to change. It doesn't mean everything will be easy. It doesn't mean everything we face will change. But nothing will change until we are willing to face it. Now, this can be said of many things, whether it's a relationship uh, or whether it's a job, a career. doesn't matter. Uh, this can be said of many things. And I begin to think about change. You know, we're talking about it. And the word change is kind of get thrown around a lot. Uh, we all agree that there are changes that need to be made. Uh, we can all agree that there may be changes that we need to make in our personal lives, in our careers, or whatever it may be. But the word change kind of gets thrown around a lot. You know, kind of like the word like or love. I love, I love. And the word just gets thrown around a lot. So I began to think about the word change and what requ uh, some of the requirements for change. What does change look like? What are some of the ingredients for change to happen? And I began to think about my personal experience, but I also began to think about people in history. Uh, people uh, like um, Nelson Mandela or Winston Churchill or Ernest Rutherford or Romeo Dallaire or Gabriella Solange or Martin Luther King Jr., these individuals are from different parts of the world. What did they all have in common that made them be such huge, impactful individuals that their actions and their words were so impactful? They were from different parts of the world. So what is it that they have in common? Again, this is just my opinion of what I think are the recipes that are required for change. I began to look at these individuals and the things they did and what, what they all had in common that brought about change. So here are the three things I believe that are required for change to take place, the ingredients of change. 
Change requires the courage to relinquish the past, the resolve to disrupt the present, and perseverance to pursue the future. It requires courage to relinquish the past, the resolve to disrupt the present, and perseverance to pursue the future. You, it does take a certain amount of courage to stop doing what you're used to doing. So it does take a certain amount of courage to relinquish the past, to let go of what you are used to seeing and what you are used to doing. It takes a certain amount of courage to relinquish, to change, to courage, to relinquish the past behaviors and relinquish past ideas and ideals. It takes a certain amount of courage to relinquish that. And guys, I also thought about this while I get this sun off my face. <laughs> it also requires the resolve to disrupt the present. You have to have a, the resolve to disrupt the present. You've got to have some kind of stick to itness, the resolve. That means sometimes when you do it, you may have to do it alone, but you have to have the resolve to disrupt the present. So that brought to my mind this. I remember once I was actually in a canoe. I went canoeing once. And we were in a canoe. Imagine being in a canoe and the stream is going one way, one direction. And I wanted to go the opposite direction. So I turned the canoe around and I began to paddle in the canoe the opposite direction of the stream or the flow of water. That was difficult. Let me just put it out there. It was hard. Anytime you want to go against the current stream or the current flow, you will always be challenged. So you, it takes some resolve to disrupt the, the present or it takes some resolve to disrupt the current flow. Things may be going one way, and it takes some resolve. It takes you saying, I'm going to stick with it. Even though everything wants to go this way, I'm going to be willing to stick with it to change the present. So it takes some resolve to disrupt the present. You have to sometimes go be willing to go against the flow. And it also takes perseverance to pursue the future. You have to hang in there till you see the results you want to see. You have to persevere. You have to stick with it. You have to say, I'm going to go through with it. So I began to look at all these individuals, and I, out of all these individuals, I saw the common thread. They had the courage to relinquish the past. They had the resolve to disrupt the present, and they had the perseverance to pursue the future that they wanted. Listen, guys, we can change the world, beginning with the world around us, the world that we see and that we interact with each day, or whether it's the person at the gas station, the person at the supermarket, or the person at the mall, the friends, the family, our neighbors. We can change the world, beginning with the one we see and we interact with each day. 
each time we decide to appeal to a higher approach, we do our part to, particip to participate in changing things for the better. Guys, look, I got to get out of here. Uh, look, don't forget, leave your comments at the end of the show if you're listening. Uh, let me know where you heard us from, where you are listening, what part of the world you are listening to us on. Let me know what you think. Uh, I may choose to play or air your video comment to air during the episode. I can't play it if you don't leave it so that everyone around the world hears your voice on the show. Can you imagine that? People all around the world hearing your voice? Uh, that would actually be pretty darn cool. Um, so do me a favor, guys. So choose to leave your, leave your comment there. So I can play it and air it throughout the episode that everyone around the world can hear your voice. Also, don't forget, guys, you can visit our Facebook page. That's Tell Me Something Good with the capital T. Look, look for this video post and leave messages and comments. I'll be commenting, too, if you leave some. Let me know what you think about Juneteenth and why you believe it is important. And also, as always, imparting if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money.